Hey everyone, you're listening to Hotel Vicarious, a podcast where two best friends talk about all of their favorite TV shows and movies. As we continue counting down to Bridgerton, HEA apologist Bree joins us as we discuss Death Comes to Pemberley. Daria. Hey Jenny, how are you? I'm good. Welcome back, listener, to another episode of Hotel Vicarious. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to talk about Death Comes to Pemberley tonight. Yes, we are recapping the 2013 miniseries from the BBC. Death Comes to Pemberley, uh, based on the best-selling 2011 novel by P.D. James. It is a murder mystery based on the style and using the characters of Jane Austen's 1813 novel Pride and Prejudice. And we have with us in the studio a very special guest uh, and longtime listener and perhaps number one fan of the podcast, the HEA apologist, or Brie, comes to Hotel Vicarious as a friend of the pod and pop culture enthusiast, a one-time trivia master and two-time wedding DJ. She lives in Oregon with her two cats, Leslie Nope and CJ Craig. You can find her most likely on Twitter, where she likes to yell about joy. Welcome, Brie. Hello. I'm here. I'm crashing the hotel. We love it. You got a hot bellboy getting my bags. I'm ready. I'm checked in. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Where's the bar? <laughs> the bar is everywhere. We would have really hot bellboys. I feel like we might get in trouble with like some sort of hiring practice place, but like. I mean, not by me. I wouldn't turn you in. That's all I know. <laughs> we would only have extremely hot people working at the hotel. Yeah. It would just be Roy Kent lookalikes. <laughs> Just so grumpy. Yeah, I'm not mad about that. I wouldn't mind some (laughs) diversity, but Roy would be a great addition. He'd be a great receptionist. (laughs) Yes, he would. He would be to the point. No nonsense. (laughs) They could just rattle on about whatever questions they have. And he would say, just get to the goddamn hotel. I'll get you checked in. And you go, okay. Right, exactly. In the same vein of a Ted Lasso cast member, I would also like to put forward uh, Cola Bocchini because <laughs> yeah. he could carry all of my bags or none, or none of my bags. <laughs> you wouldn't even need one of those like luggage carts. He would just pile them on his back and his uniform would just be a vest with nothing right. underneath it. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm here for all of it. <laughs> you know what, Bree? Maybe you're gonna have to join our marketing department. <laughs> the lawsuit immediately would, like, would just come in immediately. It's okay. We have a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just before I say that, just I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is fun. I have listened to almost all the episodes. I think the only one I've missed is Midnight Mass, um, just because I just haven't watched it, and I I don't know if I should need to be like go in spoiler free. Mm. It, it just i don't know so yeah. I, <laughs> I think so it's yeah. more exciting if you go in spoiler free it would actually yeah. be even more fun if you watched the show and played us at the exact same time oh okay 
Like a right. dark side of the moon situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. like a masterpiece 3000. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be fun, though. Oh, you guys. So, Brie. Yeah. When was the first time that you saw Death Comes to Pepperly? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it was a few years ago. I don't think it was, like, right when it came out, but it was probably somewhere in the, the teens there. Yeah. But it's been a while. And then I kind of forgot about it and then watched it again a couple months ago. And then we were talking about this. I did this. So I watched it again, obviously. But I'm a big Jane Austen fan. I like Pride and Prejudice. That's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's because it's the one I know the most, I think. Yeah. I'm not like a scholar. I don't know all the different. Diff- <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I just like what I like. And I like this story a lot. It's fun. Yeah. So I love this this version a lot. A lot, a lot. Me too. Darcy is so cranky in it, like more so than in original like tellings of the novel. And I also really love Matthew Rice, like a lot. (laughs) Phenomenal. He's so good in it. I watched. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I watched all the seasons of Brothers and Sisters just because of him. Oh, no. I put up That's some real commitment wow. there, Jenny. With Sally Field for wow. a very oh. long time. Oh no. Abel, because how dare you? Be of all. I get it though. I love Sally I Field, but Me too. That show. Yeah, no. Was... Why did mm. you do that to yourself? It's a lot of show. Because of Matthew Rice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have we all not watched terrible things for men we love? And oh boy. Is that his first big breakout, or at least stateside? I like, think when so. did he? That's got to be it, right? I think so. Because the yeah. Americans obviously was like the really big Way push later. for him. Yeah, but that was a lot later. It was a lot later. It was after. Yeah, I think it was kind of like brothers and sisters, and then I think he did that Death Comes to Pemberley that got picked up and was on Netflix for a while, at least in Canada. That's how I saw it originally, mm-hmm. and then then he did the Americans, I think. Um, and then his new one is that Perry Mason. Oh, and Perry Mason is really, really good. Really, really, I haven't really, seen it really yet, good. but I want to. I used to watch the original Perry Mason. <laughs> like, Amazing. My dad would watch it on lunch breaks when he would come home when I was a kid. So I've seen a lot awesome. of that. <laughs> so great. Um, but Daria, when did you watch Death Comes to Pemberley? Yesterday. That was my first time. It was her that first... was your first time? It was my first time. Oh my God. I, I've me never. Everything. I mean, I'm a huge Pride and Prejudice fan, so I'm actually surprised I haven't seen it. I adored it. I actually loved that having a happily ever after did not make Darcy nicer. <laughs> he was yeah, still, right? like, a cantankerous, yes. grumpy yeah. little shithead. That felt great. That was a really good take on Darcy. Yeah, even like six years later. <laughs> yeah, like he's still so cranky like man what more do you need in life that you're you're like this but I loved it I thought it was great I fell deeply deeply madly in love with James Norton my favorite sexy priest um so it was nice to see him out of the collar for once yes and yes which one's James Norton why am I not Henry Uh, he plays Alveston yeah Georgiana's boyfriend Alveston with the good hair oh yeah Yes. Oh yeah. That is some rakish hair. Like that is like perfectly described, like longer, like slightly longer than is fashionable. That curls over the collar. Yes. That is him. 
it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And he's so tall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. He really is. He truly is. Like, I think he towers over every single person in that show. Like, by a head. It's, like, kind of absurd. But I like it. Yeah, I think so. Maybe Matthew Good is the closest. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's the next... Though I'm Eleanor Tomlinson, age. who plays Georgiana, is very tall. Oh, I love um, it. And he even uh, towers over her. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. How tall is James Norton? Watch him be like 6'4". <laughs> it's, it's all just Only movie dreams. angles. <laughs> no way. Google says he's 6'1", <laughs> but I don't believe it. Okay, but also Matthew Rice is very short. Yeah, he's not a tall boy. He's wow. not. Wow. Okay, so everyone cast is tiny then because. Yeah, I think so. James Norton <laughs> was like a sexy Bigfoot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a blonde Bigfoot. Oof. Yeah. So for Golden those of. God. <laughs> Right, exactly. So for those of you who have not seen Death Comes to Pemberley, I'm going to give you a little synopsis as to what happens. Um, so it is June 1803, six years after the marriage of Fitzwilliam Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet, um, as told in Pride and Prejudice. Uh, one evening, George Wickham and his wife Lydia, um, Elizabeth's younger sister, are traveling by carriage to Pemberley for a ball with Captain Denny, uh, a friend of Wickham's. Wickham and Denny have an argument and leave the carriage in anger. The two men disappear into the woodland where Lydia hears two gunshots. After being informed, Darcy sends out a search party who finds Wickham distraught and hysterical, holding Denny's body and blaming himself for the murder. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, that's where it goes. Okay, but the real story of this movie is their marriage and how we get to see them like years down the road and what it's really like after the HEA, like what their lives are like. And then when the shit happens and goes down, how are they going to come back out of it? And then there's a lot of murder on the side. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot the of murder. Lydia hysterics on the side. Oh my God. Jenna Coleman. Playing so the ever loving shit out of this role. Yeah, Chewing scenery up like. Mm, yeah. All over the place. <laughs> I know. And the, the oh, who is, just let me think about her. What is her name? Um, Rebecca Front as Mrs. Bennett, who is just, she is up there as one of like the worst Mrs. Bennett's. Like the worst slash best. The worst yeah. slash best. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I love any punches there with her. There's this one scene where she's like, come, she comes out of her bedroom and she's just like hysterical for whatever. And then the doctor is there and she's like, oh, I was up all night with all new symptoms. She like pulls out this like long scroll. But I had the wherewithal to write them all down. He's like, thank you. <laughs> right. <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> forward so thinking great. of you. I love it. It's yeah. so great. Um, did you, did either of you recognize Mr. Bennett? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what his name is before weddings and a funeral, bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he his name is James Naughty Fleet. Hill. Yeah, and no. and he played King George the Third in Bridgerton. Oh, hey, oh, look fun. at that little tie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't really see him much. He's just like screaming. 
<laughs> his wife about his dead daughter but yeah right. he um yeah he plays uh king george the third in um bridgerton so. i had him mixed up with somebody else and i was just said the other two movies he was in but i i did recognize him <laughs> I know who you're talking about i do that all the time well, i'm like know. face blind about one older white british man oh, to God, another so i mean yeah. it's the they're so they're many. all the same it's the richard harris michael gambon effect you don't know <laughs> sure Again, all, all talented. Like, I don't even know. All very talented. They're the Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Dumbledore Thank one you. and Dumbledore two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Throw in Ian McKellen and it's a trifecta of old white men. Just <laughs> truly, yeah, crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. So let me ask you, riddle me this. When you guys think of Matthew Good, what's the first piece of work of his that comes to mind? Because I know mine and I'm not proud of it. Okay. I'm not proud of mine either because it's just the most recent, but discovery of witches is like Mm -hmm. now what I correlate him with, which is not fair. Oh, also the crown. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a recent gal. I can't remember anything else. That's all right. Jenny, you're laughing already. What is it? I am. Mine is (sighs) Brideshead Revisited. No, great. Look at you. I really love that movie. It's like totally terrible and not good, but but I everyone is him. beautiful in it. Yeah, they are for sure. Also, Leap Year. That's mine. Yes. yes! Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. And with that, yes. that, what's it to be? With his little Irish accent, <laughs> he does accents really good. Oh my god! And Amy Adams, she's very good in pretty much everything. It's she is. She's so very funny. Amy Adams of it all, but. Because when you Google him, his first two projects are Discovery of Witches and Leap Year. (laughs) Wow. Followed by Downton Abbey, which I've never seen a single episode of. I forgot he was in that one. I stopped after about the third season. Ooh, and Stoker. Oh, that was very Uh, good. See, he has a deep list. Chasing Liberty? He was in Chasing Liberty. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. He is the guy with with Mandy Moore. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would really uh-huh. appreciate if he would go back to really bad romantic comedies with outlandish premises. Like that would be he was, yeah. great. He was also Their in Watchmen. Scene. Yes, he was. He was in Watchmen, and he was in that movie with Colin Firth, um, a single man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. See, this is what I'm saying. He's done a lot of things and a lot of yeah, reputable, so like good things. And yet, what do I remember him for? The Irish accent. <laughs> That's all it took for me. Is his Irish accent better than Jamie Dornan's Irish accent from the B movie? Great question. Does him- that count as... Well, because that's Jamie Dornan actually is Irish. That's his actual accent. Um, no, but it is not his actual accent. He did a did different Irish accent. Of course he did, because he's a very talented actor. <clears throat> pretending to be a B. Look... I have a lot of feelings about Jamie Dornan. Most of are them they are pants feelings? No. Oh, right. no, but Matthew Good. I just wanted to know oh, like, what you knew I about know. him on that one. I did not know Anna Maxwell Martin. Like, I feel like I recognized her face, but she's done a lot of British stuff. So unless you've seen a lot of British stuff, which I have, I thought I had. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I really liked her. I thought she captured Lizzie so well. I'm yeah, obsessed with I, this movie, you guys. I um there was a couple of things I think that I've seen her in like 
I watched The Bletchley Circle, which was a BBC, well, it's a British show. I'm not sure if it's BBC, but that was good. And she was in that. Um, and I think it was around the same time as Death Comes to Pemberley, which is why I watched it because I was looking for other things she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's been in in some stuff, but I haven't really, like, I don't really know of anything that else she's been in that I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, I think, like you said, it's all really sort of like British seer- like TV shows and stuff. The only thing, and I'm kicking myself because I had forgotten this, was the other thing that I recognized that she was in, though, is North and South. Yes, actually, and yes. Plays, Forgot about that. Like, you know, a side character in that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I'd forgot about until I looked at the IMDb list because I was like, who, what else am I supposed to know her from? Yeah, it's been a long since time since I watched North and South. I should go back and rewatch it. Oh my God, do it. Look back at me. So Look back at me. <laughs> it's so good. See, I've never seen. <gasps> oh. So it's, all lost it's a time on commitment, me. but it, it is. Yeah. The payoff is very good. It's a good for like binge while you're sick kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's how mm. I watch The Crown. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like there's just some shows that like you just yeah you just need a lot of time yeah. and you just like don't want to do anything else and just like just let yourself be immersed into it. Yeah, I have less energy to be like distracted by a lot of other stuff, so I'm usually just sitting and yeah. doing one thing. Yeah, it's a good oh, one. Richard Armitage, so. Beautiful Good. man. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't. I'm not on the uh, Richard Armitage train. I mean, I think that's he's okay. A lovely actor, but I'm not at all. I. He's just a man. Sure. Yeah. I he's that. he's. I mean, more now, than a man more in than... this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like I think it's more. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase what I said. It's not so much Richard Armitage in general. It's John Thornton (laughs) and Richard Armitage playing him. (laughs) That's fair. I think it's kind of like an Alexander Draymond Utrida Bebenberg situation. Mm -hmm. So yes, yes, yes. That I am well acquainted with. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) So, how do we want to start this? How do we want to get? Can I? Can I just say one thing? Yes. Like Mm -hmm. the reason. The reason why I was very excited to like watch this movie. I just don't want to forget this. I The reason I was very excited to watch this movie and to come on here and do this and to get to talk to you guys about it and everything else too is the number one thing I remember. And I remember this from, you know, the span of years in between. This movie, like, it's the marriage thing and it's how lived in their love feels. Like, they do such a good job with, like, their freaking chemistry and yes. the editing and everything they do with how they tell this story. And there's little flashbacks to, like, and like when he everything he does and how he builds those walls up and builds the walls up like as he goes along and then finally when it comes down and like there's just there's just so many things that they do that is just it's really really good if you like Pred and prejudice you need to watch this movie because it's just it's an extension of that novel and gives a different insight into it and it's just so well acted it's just it's i agree perfection i absolutely agree yeah it is the the sort of little quiet nuances to all of their conversations, mm-hmm. especially the ones that when they're not quite arguing, but they're not quite getting along. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. kind of like those little bits of like resignation between the both of them mm-hmm. on what the other one is doing. Like that is, it's just such a very real sort of 
every you know, sentence feels like it has history. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, there's Definitely. a really lived yeah, I think lived in is a great way to describe it. It feels like I don't know, you just really capture that they've been married and that they love each other and that Yeah. Throughout all of the sort of ebbs and flows of what we see in the series is like there's that foundation there and you you believe it. Like you really yeah. believe that relationship between them and I, I love that and you believe that the relationship still works it's not just that, like oh they're fighting now it's like you see that they still have this solid foundation and like even jane is like you guys are fine okay yeah. it's gonna right. be fine like yeah they know this but they're just in this weird spot you know and like they, all these things are happening and then there's just so much history like there's just so much built around it like how cool of a movie to be able to do that where you have everything all going on it's not just like a simple sentence every time Right. And I think that's the other thing is like, you know, there's there's so much like you said, history, not just in terms of like between the two of them, but having to deal with the history between Wickham and Georgiana and the history between Wickham and Darcy and like, you know, so there's there's so much, you know, and I think there is there is obviously this this tension that Elizabeth feels about, you know, how it's all her family. Yeah. You know, bringing this all back onto Darcy and, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting to see how, despite all of that, they're, they're both very much like in each other's court, right. In for, for dealing with her family. And like, I really, I really, really love that part about it. It You know, he just is like, you know, when he's like, there's this one part when um i think darcy says to mr bennett that they should call the doctor because they want to give lydia like a sleeping draft (laughs) and mr bennett is like yes perhaps we could provide one for mrs bennett as well (laughs) and darcy's like good thinking (laughs) yeah he just nods he's like yeah absolutely yeah exactly it's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." yeah so good no and i have more specific examples and stuff too as we go along but there's Awesome. That's my that's my number one thing I've I've gush about this movie about is just it feels so real. Yeah, I think a great place to start would have to be the little murder mystery that we have on our hands because it really drives the conflict for a lot of Lizzie and Darcy's interactions and Georgiana's arc and and Lydia's mm-hmm. as well. So I think really starting with poor Denny dead in the woods. Mm-hmm as our starting point yeah i so, so i i think i think when you were watching it last night daria you texted me and you're like it was definitely wickham right and i was like i'm not saying anything <laughs> i seem to remember thinking it was everybody at a, yeah at a certain <laughs> right point. i was right. like it's the woman in the woods it's it's wickham it's it's Colonel Fitzwilliams. And like, you know, I wasn't, right. I mean, I'm like entirely far off in a lot of my guessing. Um, yeah, it was all of them. <laughs> it was everybody was involved in this poor man's um, group effort. Sad demise. <laughs> yeah. So I think the the one thing that I don't understand is like, okay, so they find Wickham in the woods, they bring him back to Pemberley, they bring Denny's body to Pemberley, but like, 
I guess Darcy, because he's like a landowner, is also a magistrate. I don't know. They get real fast and loose with the politics of <laughs> how law works in this movie. Uh, <laughs> or at least I just, just did not understand me. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, no, I definitely can't do it. I can't be the magistrate because, you know, he's technically my brother now. So then they call this other guy who looked so familiar to me. He was also in Discovery of Witches. Is he? Okay, maybe that's where I recognized him from. He's uh, one of the council. Oh, is he the vampire one? Yes. He looks quite different with a buzz cut, Um, but it is him, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now because I was like, "Wow, he looks so familiar." So yeah, he hard played... to recognize him without like the the worst the mutton chops. chops in the history <laughs> of facial hair. Okay. Like it's Wait. like it's cheek beard, but All the way to it's his like nose. level with his nose, and it's just a lot. I'm like, "What is happening?" And he's got this like long, scraggly hair that's like down to his you know waist. It's quite a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is Sir Selwyn Hardcastle. And his family has a little bit of, like, history with the Darcy family, right? He's, like, from the next sort of estate. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. he's following in his father's footsteps. And his father made some choices back then that basically condemned a child to hang. Right. Yeah, for poaching. Yeah, for for poaching. So, okay. So we start out at Pemberley and they're preparing for this ball and you get to see Lizzie in her in this like new element compared to what we see in Pride yes. and Prejudice right like, running the household Mistress and of the household interacting with um all of their their help and mm-hmm. it's actually I love that montage because we get to see Lizzie clearly approaching things in a different way <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's right. like very open and warm and she's happy that her son is running around and like there's no real like traditional concerns. It's mostly like, how does everything look? Does everything taste good? How are you all doing? Like you good? Like how are you, you know? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And we start to see all of the guests arrive early. Uh, Henry Alveston, uh, Colonel Fitzwilliams, her parents. And it's sort of like a nice, lovely setup where you know there you can see georgiana and henry flirting with each other and colonel fitzwilliams being a total drip um <laughs> elizabeth's parents being you so know, creepy their usual right and then like shit really hits the fan and it's like we go from this like very traditional like regency intro to then bam mm-hmm. murder mm-hmm. yeah exactly and I just, I love how they're, so everything's like, like you said, so like quaint, so like calm. And then it's just like Lydia, just like screaming the entire oh time. The entire time. Like you'd think at one point she'd just pass out, but like just screaming the entire time. Like Jenna Coleman does such an amazing job of playing what I believe is like the worst, aka best Lydia. Mm-hmm. To ever no, Lydia, I genuinely don't know how they didn't just kill her too. <laughs> like, Truly, though, it was Truly. like why doesn't he not just want to stay in jail because this yeah. woman? Like, why do you want to go back to that? Oh, yeah, it is a lot. 
And, like, of course, the mother does not help the situation at all. No, the apple did not fall far from the tree on that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I think that is really what they try to, like, hint at. That, like, just how much Lydia is, like, her mother and just how much Elizabeth is, like, her father. Which, you see that in Pride and Prejudice, but I think... It's more so highlighted here because in Pride and Prejudice, you know, Lydia is kind of still really young. She's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. lightheaded, you know, you know, kind of like doesn't really understand. But here you see, no, <laughs> she hasn't changed much in the last six years. In fact, she's gotten worse. So much worse. <laughs> yeah, like being yeah, married yeah. to Wickham has just let her grow into this wretched <laughs> right she's privileged worse is what she is yeah right exactly yeah exactly um so yeah so then after you know they they get a search party they send out this they go to find wickham in the woods who at the time lydia believes has been shot himself because she doesn't actually know what has happened um and so they you know, and there's this one part where they're all getting ready to like go um, on this search party, and Mr. Bennett is like, "Oh, oh, you know, let me come with you." And and um, Darcy's like, "No, no, no, you're our guest." And he's like, "Please let me come with you." No, no. And, and like <laughs> his wife is just like dry heaving in the background of, with like some sort of fake anxiety, and, Dar- and Darcy's like, "Okay, yes." Heart palpitations. Heart. I know, and they they leave um, poor Alveston home, yeah. and you know, I mean, like it's it's an indication of what a great man that is that he he was like, "All right, leave me with these women. I'll figure it out." Right, and he's Very so composed noble. and nice the whole time. I know, because he just loves Georgiana so much. Mm-hmm. Did they say how they met? No. I don't remember. They were writing letters to each other. Okay. okay. I mean, so, like, I they, imagine... they've had, there's an established relationship, but I can't remember why. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I mean, I imagine that he wrote in with the Bennets. Yes, so he did. Uh-huh. There's some sort of connection there, maybe. And That's what I figured. I just wasn't sure if I had, like, missed it or yeah. if it was just sort of like a throwaway, oh, yeah, we know each other kind of thing. Yeah. I think it was a throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> so then what? They find Wickham. He's all drunk and upset. Denny's dead. Yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. I he they 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 say that he's drunk, but I'm trying to figure out in the timing of it all. He didn't seem that drunk when they left the inn, and it was a pretty decent journey. And then they're in the woods, and he's like crying and screaming they're like he's drunk he's drunk and i'm like yeah is he or is he well, just delirious no i think that there is later in either episode two or three there are flashbacks and mm. he is drinking heavily from a flask mm-hmm. so i think by the time it's like they get to wherever they stop in pemberley woods that he is just like he's just trashed on brandy or whatever they drank port who knows? Yeah, because he has a little argument with what's-his-face, Denny. Yeah. They get in the carriage with Lydia, and then they're driving along, and he's drinking the whole time. And then, I mean, because he's stuck in a carriage with the dude that he's arguing with, and then with his with Lydia. So, of course, <laughs> you're going to be drinking. It's <laughs> true. So true. Uh, so, they they find Denny and Wickham. They get them back in the carriages, and they, they just hoist this dead body into the gun room. <laughs> and then they bring Wickham up to one of the spare bedrooms and it's 
an interesting moment because obviously Darcy's like, I have to immediately alert the magistrate because a, someone was murdered on my property. This is my brother-in-law. This could look really bad yeah. for mm-hmm. the Darcy name. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth is just stuck like with this man that she absolutely loathes, passed out, covered in blood in her house. Her mom and sister are having a total shit fit. And she's kind of dealing with it alone. One thing I want to say about this, though, is when he, you know, it's all happening in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. And then there's a part where somewhere in the middle of all this is before he goes to get the magistrate. He she's like asleep on the couch in one of the drawing rooms or whatever. Yes. And then he is coming up the hallway and she fucking senses him. And she's just like, what wakes up? Like they're so in tune with each other. So that she like senses she him and wakes up. His which footsteps. comes in later. Yeah. But she like knows. And so he comes in and then they have a little moment and they kind of like they're both just so open with each other. Like they're just like open communication. Like we just know that you're my rock. I'm gonna come talk to you. Like yeah. this is what it, this is what's going on. He doesn't sh- like like oh you're a woman I'm not going to talk to you which right. is so yes. hot. Like it's just it's so good. So he's yeah. always talking to her and letting her know what's going on. He's like no whatever. I tell my wife everything. You can talk to her in front of me like all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. But and I that just happens that multiple times, right? Yes. Over mm-hmm. the course of mm-hmm. the whole couple of days is that he 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 does say to multiple people like I don't we don't keep anything from each other. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even when they are kind of in moments of disagreement, they still approach a situation as a team. Yeah. Yes. It's strained a lot later on, but it's... Yeah, but they always... They go through the motions no because what. they know that this is what we do. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, Sir Selwyn arrives <laughs> with his weird-ass chops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody's cleaned the body, <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, done that. They're like, what are we going to do? Leave him all bloody and stuff? He's still alive. And so <laughs> you're tampered with the evidence. I'm like, who is this guy who's like, he's just an estate owner. Yeah. He, somehow he's the detective of the area. Like, <laughs> also, it's 1803. What do you know about freaking blood and. Yeah, no shit. And same thing with Darcy. He's like, oh, this is who's been recently fired. I'm like, okay, Darcy, take it down seven notches. Do we love, though, the moment where. So it's Selwyn and the doctor and Darcy and Colonel Fitzwilliam, and they're in the room and. You know, Wickham's in the bed and Selwyn goes, oh, have you figured out yet how to decipher whose blood is who? And the doctor's like, well, I'm not a god. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Definitely tell this book was written, you know, in the time of DNA testing. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's just like their little homage to... Cute little joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I liked that. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Easter egg. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess at that point, that's when Selwyn basically is like, okay, well, I'm going to need to interview everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really kind of decides right away that Wickham did it. <laughs> he's just like, uh, uh, clearly he's not a detective. He's like, okay, I yeah. found these two, these these guys in the woods. He's saying I killed him. I am responsible for his death. The other one is mm-hmm. dead. Okay, done. Figured it out. I'm a great Great magic. Oh my god. You know what I just realized? Do you know that song by Reba McIntyre? Uh that then I that's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Do we have any country fans in the room? Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? A, I'm a Reba fan, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. When some like the guy gets out of prison and then his wife is <laughs> sorry, I just made me think of it. It's like, well, clearly. The ju- the town and the, the judge in the town's got bloodshed on his hands. <laughs> 
Sorry, had to have a Reba moment there. I apologize. We can get back on track. I think Reba would have been a great addition to Death Comes to Pemberley. Oh my God. <laughs> had it. Just like walking in. Let her be Lady Catherine. Oh. Been a great Lady Catherine. That would have oh. been hilarious. Can you imagine? Just see what Reba it, brings huh? to the role. Mm-hmm. She's a great actor. Would not do a British accent. She would no, still be the have only like, one. Yeah. No. And no one would mention it. It'd be like a Knives Out with Daniel Craig's Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> accent. Yeah. Everyone just pretends it's normal. <laughs> yeah. I think it would add a delightful layer to the show. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we did, there was one thing that we didn't forget to mention at the beginning. The the first episode starts with two of the maids, like, wandering in the woods, mm-hmm. going to meet some men (laughs) i don't know it's unclear who they're meeting and for what purpose but uh that's the plan and then the one is like real skittish and she's like i don't know about this and then the other one kind of just like runs off and then comes back like screaming about this sort of urban legend riley's ghost Yeah, yeah mrs riley's ghost which is basically just an urban legend but it does tie into and this is what made me think of it, uh, Sir Selwyn, because Mrs. Riley was the woman whose son was hanged for poaching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we also see a little grave marker in the middle of the woods all by its lonesome as the two maids are running back to the manor. Mm-hmm. And we see Darcy but we don't see any of the name underneath. And so it's a very interesting way to sort of kick off the show because you're like, what? What? Yeah. Who died? Yeah. Like, what's that? Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh my God, did Darcy die? Yeah. Is this how it starts? <laughs> you're like, damn, what a way to like, you know, kick it <laughs> right. off. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to mention that because we had forgotten um, the Mrs. Riley's ghost thing. Um, So... Sir Selwyn attempts to interview Lydia, and it is Madonna. Yeah, it is so great. It is his face <laughs> for the whole thing. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he's like the only woman worth interacting with at all in this house is Elizabeth because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand you. Yeah. But you know what? He plays it off like a total champ. He's like, oh, sure. he's so goodness. Yeah, he's in love. What could with be just you. like a small role, like whatever. He's so goodness. So good. I know. So between all of the uh, interviews with the men and with Lydia, and I believe they start kind of gathering all of the the staff together. All signs pretty much point to Wickham. They found. 30 pounds in Wickham's hat in the carriage. They know that they were arguing and they weren't there. So all evidence sort of says like, sort of says like, this is it. The only thing they can't figure out is what his motive would be. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like the thing that sort of like lingers in the first two episodes is okay. Well, we think this is very obvious, but why would he do it? He keeps saying that Denny is his only friend. Right. Yes. Yeah. He definitely has mentioned that multiple times. And so one of the um, sort of side plots that we see is that Lizzie visits the Bidwells, who also live in the woods of Pemberley. And there's two children. There's Will 
and Louisa. And Will is very, very sick. He's bedridden. Lizzie comes and visits and gives him books to read and chats with him. And Louisa is there and she's caring, caring for her sister's baby, or at least that's what we're kind of led to believe when we first meet them in the right. cottage. And mm-hmm. the Bidwells kind of are pretty ingrained into Pemberley. So the Mr. Bidwell, he is like, I don't really know what his role is. It's kind of like he is the Is he like the is he like that, Carson? He's not the full butler. I think he's like the head coachman for yes, sure. He's, he's like, the head like I would have liked my you know okay. there's always been a Bidwell as a yes. coachman, as long as there's been a Darcy and right. yeah, And then they have a conversation about how his son can't do it because he's dying. Yeah. Right. Yes. But they don't say what Will has, right? They never say what. No, they has. never actually. Like consumption or something, right? Like it's... Yeah. But they don't actually name it as far as I no. know. And yeah. so then Louisa is a maid mm-hmm. at Pemberley as well, right? So, mm-hmm. and then Will, I think, was, he did work at Pemberley, but then he got sick. Yeah. Darcy and Elizabeth, like, really do care about them and, you know, appreciate them. And Yeah, and that's one of that's one of the softer moments we get of Darcy early on is him talking to Bidwell. And he's like, oh, there's always been, like, that's what he said about, you know, there's always been a Bidwell here, but he knows his son. He's like, you're a good man. You know, you're, it's time for you to retire. But he handles it really well and, like, allows the guy to keep his pride. Like, all that kind of stuff that, you know, yeah. these guys would have to do. And he, you can tell that he also treats his staff well and is... Uh, does a good job being in charge of Pemberley, which is important for the rest of the part of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think it's it's interesting. This is one of those moments where when or later on when they tell like when they decide to cancel the ball mm-hmm. and Darcy does this whole announcement and he, you know, he tells everyone that death came to Pemberley last night and you know, this is what. Oh my happened. God, that's the title. <laughs> oh my God. Don't you love when the title pops up? I You're do. Like, oh I my do. God. I, do. I always go like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just love like that it. meme of Leonardo DiCaprio. He's pointing at the, TV, at the screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. From once, what is that? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he, like, sort of gives them this very sort of like, here's the facts. You know, everything's fine. Don't be scared. You know, the ball's over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and elizabeth comes in at the end and just like adds this just like little bit of like a gentler sort of touch to it mm-hmm. and she doesn't and the thing and this is what i love is that she doesn't say anything to contradict darcy she doesn't say anything you know she just it's just such like a great i don't know what the word is like they they, they just like Compliment, compliment each yeah. other so mm-hmm. well you know and then he gives her this look like yeah yeah okay i guess i should have said something <laughs> like that you know but but he doesn't chastise her for it he knows that he knows it's the right thing to do see now i read that differently because oh. i mean yes i agree with what you're saying but okay. also i felt like because at that point we're now there's three parts to this because it's a british series you know so there's yes. like to the break them up or whatever so that was like we get to the end of part one and that's a little bit into part two that started mm-hmm. so like we're well into this in the whole first act like they he's just like putting up his walls again like mm-hmm. wickham's back on the scene and as soon as wickham comes back in he's like oh shit like all of a sudden like where they started the whole thing he's like light and isn't the pemberley fun and here hanging out with my son and else too like everything's light and hunky dory yes. even though he's grouchy he's like witty about it yeah and now all of a sudden he's like oh shit all of the weight of all of this is on my shoulders now yeah so i felt like when by the time they got to that scene 
like they barely speak before they even get in like they mm-hmm. just like kind of say hey to each other and then they go in and then he gives a speech and it's all about like here's the bad shit that's going on yeah and then elizabeth has to be like uh okay well uh, um also thank you for all your hard work like she has to take right. care of the people that are there yeah. as well whereas right, before yeah. he was always doing that like with the bidwell stuff and everything else yeah too, yeah was able to manage it and now he's just like he's just in his head yeah no i do yes. i agree with that um as well i think he's got there's just so many moving parts that he kind of forgets and i exactly. think he also mm-hmm. it, it's very easy for him to fall into the tradition of I'm the master of this house and this is my staff and like, right. this is what they're to fall into old Darcy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Whereas exactly. like Elizabeth is like, well, I never, this is very new to me. And like, I can see how hard they're working and like, we do have to make sure yeah, that exactly. our staff at Pemberley like are happy here. And so she, you know, tries to soothe. Yeah. That. I yeah. think it makes sense yeah. though, Brie. I think Darcy is real triggered <laughs> by George <laughs> oh, Wickham. <man>. Oh man. <laughs> well, George Wickham. And then with what's his face, the magistrate, what's his name? Selwyn. Selwyn. Yeah. Selwyn. Like with the whole poacher thing, like this story also Mm. does a really good job of using flashbacks really Mm -hmm. well. Yes. Like just when they did. And so he's seen what he's like, he's just seeing these flashbacks to this kid's face, like at the hanging. Like he just is like, oh shit. Like all this is coming back because he watched that happen as a boy. Right. Yes. Exactly. And I think, you know, at this part of the series, Selwyn finds out that Colonel Fitzwilliams went for an evening ride. And as Mm -hmm. we know from episode one, that was very weird. Like, you wouldn't just go for an evening ride as the sun is setting. And so once Selwyn discovers that he's been out and about, he's like, interesting. So we Mm -hmm. have a death in the woods and Colonel Fitzwilliam was just completely unaccounted for riding around Mm -hmm. doing his thing. Mm -hmm. So I think Darcy also gets very nervous that his cousin, cousin, quote unquote cousin, I have the same name. Somehow related. They might be related. My God, that's three Fitzwilliams in this story. It's a lot. Last name, Darcy, and then Darcy Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when he becomes sort of a brief person of interest, the Georgiana and Henry and Colonel Fitzwilliam are kind of comes back into play. Because in the very, very <sighs> beginning, Colonel Fitzwilliam makes it very clear to Elizabeth that he is interested in Georgiana as he's now the oldest son because his brother passed away and he has a duty to take care of his home and love can come after marriage and he's known georgiana since she was born and i just want to vomit everywhere very traditional very traditional and elizabeth is like okay uh gross yeah and that's very conservative in his views and like what he always butts heads with alveston about it and stuff like there's he's a very Mm -hmm. conservative traditional dude yeah it blows it blows because darcy's <laughs> not like that elizabeth is not like that georgiana is not like that and henry is not like that and so very clearly you're like oh i know exactly where i want this to go and it is not yeah. <laughs> it is not him mm-hmm. no, so no, me i'm just sitting Correct. there going he's the killer <laughs> i was like very <laughs> excited how can we get him out of this get him out of here yeah <laughs> But it turns out that he has a legitimate alibi. He was going to meet this woman. And in the flash, we see that it is the same woman that Elizabeth sees in the woods. Right. And we're like, what's going on? Like, What's happening here? Yeah, because she's just like, she like 
kind of runs away from Elizabeth and like kind of hisses in her face and then like <laughs> yeah, runs up. Which is like, so funny. Just it's deranged. so weird. It's, it's so, so weird. Funny. Like what the hell? Oh my God. That's when you're kind of like still in that zone of like, wait, is she a ghost or is she a real person? Like what's happening? Because right, you just exactly. see this random yeah. person in the woods and then she just hisses in somebody's face. <laughs> like what? Maybe there's ghosts running about Pemberley and like we're going to mm-hmm. get spooky up in here. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's very, like, weird. And then so we see that, yes, so she's a real person and that for some reason uh, Colonel Fitzwilliam was meeting with her. Yes. And I think at this point things start to move really quickly. Like, Jane arrives Mm -hmm. to Pemberley Mm -hmm. and they all go to church and Lydia is putting on her best future widow like vibe for everyone to see can I talk about the church oh wait please please talk about the church I got got shit to say about the church okay so there's two things that happened before that so we get a flashback with Elizabeth Uh, it was right after she talked about the ball with the guests we get a flashback of Elizabeth back to when she was attending a ball back in the day and she overhears all of the townspeople, the ton, like talking about, oh my God, why did Darcy marry her? Oh, like she's yes. like, she has yeah. nothing to her name. Uh, she has uh, nothing oh. like, he's really stooping to marry her. And she's like, right. son of a bitch. <laughs> Which, you know, cuts to all of her insecurities mm-hmm. and just right. cuts pretty quick with that. Then we get, you know, Jane arrives and some other stuff happens. There's like a lunch or whatever. And then Darcy overhears fucking Lydia uh talking to somebody i don't remember who it is she's talking to somebody about her maid yeah yeah running her mouth about how elizabeth well you know elizabeth married darcy for his money and he overhears her and he's like shocked and he's also like that's his insecurity Mm -hmm. like that's his biggest thing he's still carrying from before right to it so then we cut to this goddamn wedding or this, this church Sorry, I shouldn't yeah. say like goddamn church probably in the same sentence, but whatever. I think you can. You <laughs> can in Hotel Vicarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, but in any event, he, they have to walk in. I don't want to like describe, describe the whole thing, but they, they walk in and somehow Darcy ends up having to walk in with Lydia, who just shows up and like the whole town shows up for this church service and they're like oh yeah the pastor's like oh good of you to come oh you're you haven't been able to walk for four weeks but here you are making it to church today interesting like everyone and their mother has shown up today and lydia is just preening like she is just like oh look at this like head held high like just loves being the center of attention (laughs) and like everyone's like like chattering in the background and darcy like is the last like takes her to the little pew which is these weird box things, whatever. I know, and it takes yeah. her in and he just stops in front of Elizabeth. And at one point, and he's like, he just like says, just only they can hear it. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, this is excruciating. Or he says something like, yeah, you're, it's like your family this is, is unba- This much. is intolerable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and that is one of the moments was like, this is the real like, oh shit. Yeah. Like before when he was talking about like Mrs. Bennett and being like, oh my God, your mother. They, they're on the same side about it all. But mm-hmm. now they have all of this baggage has come together in this one line yeah. where they finally are like face to face talking to each other again. And he's like, this is intolerable. She's like, what do you want me to say? Like, essentially, what can she say? She's like, I know right. it is. But it's my family. Like, we're trying. Like, what do you want me to say? And he's like being a prick about it. But also, like, you totally get why. Mm-hmm. It's like right. you get where they're both are coming from. Yeah. It's so like, much. Dude, I have been living with them and dealing with them my entire life. Like, I know what they're like. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
not new to this. And it's after that that we see Darcy and Elizabeth and Jane riding back to Pemberley in a carriage together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they stop at the Bidwells on the way home. And it's a very kind of tense moment because Elizabeth doesn't invite Darcy to come with them. And Darcy doesn't, you know, make the effort to get out. He's like, oh, I'll just sit here. And she's like, okay. (laughs) She went to go grab his hand at the church too. And he pulled his hand away. Yes. And this is like immediately afterwards. It's like, oh shit. He is in his feels and she's like, I don't have time for you right now. Like there's so right? much going exactly. on right now. I do yeah. not need you to, to go into your gremlin mode. So like, please. Right? Can you not be Darcy right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah. But we do get that really adorable moment where Elizabeth and Jane are like skipping on the rocks. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I love that. I just love sisters. I wish Jane was in this more because she was such a Mm -hmm. good grounding presence, and her and Elizabeth were so cute together. Mm -hmm. I know, but then this is where everything starts to like unravel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought it was unraveling before. Yeah, right. This mystery takes so many turns, and I was like up in bed messaging Jenny, being like, "Oh my god." Who's the baby daddy? Um, so they they knock on the door to the Bidwells and no one answers. And so, you know, Elizabeth goes around and she sees in the window that Louisa is uh, nursing the baby. And Elizabeth's like, no. Oh, huh. huh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Something's going on there. Right. Do you know what my note for this was? Why is everyone keeping shit from Elizabeth? She is the goddamn best. <laughs> Like I everyone, know. like all of us, everyone has these big secrets from Elizabeth. It's like, do you not see that she is the best person in this entire movie in your entire world? Like, just, just talk to her. She's like the most. She's the only one that has her chill. shit together. Yeah. <laughs> She's like the only boss you would ever want to have. Yeah. Yeah. But also like Mrs. Bidwell is very frustrating. I, <laughs> I will say that Ooh. my one pet peeve about this series is that all of the like moms were terrible? They were so right. like, I, I, I had a problem with the moms. There is a yeah. mother issue in Jane Austen's work. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. the mother is intolerable or dead, or the mother is dead. <laughs> in most of her novels the only one i think where the mother is like she's still a mother in like the early 1800s so you know she has some ideas on what she wants to happen with her daughters but the mother from sense of sensibility is probably like the least irritating (laughs) Mm -hmm. which i'll take your word for yeah because sense of sensibility is the one book i haven't read and that's the Emma Thompson film, right? Yes. Uh, yes. I haven't seen that one, which is a shame. I have only seen parts Emma of Persuasion, and I feel like I'm really going to like that one, too. Oh, Persuasion is my favorite Jane Austen book. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to distract us from I'm that. Sorry. So this is when. So this is when they get back to, so they see the cottage. What happens to the rest of the cottage? Basically, we just find out about the baby, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like uh, they don't let her see Will. And she like, it's like a very awkward meeting and then they leave and Darcy's mm-hmm. nowhere to be found. Yeah, because Darcy is off brooding off by this gravestone. Yes. 
He's so broody. He gets so snappy when Elizabeth finds him. He's like, well, I didn't think that you would find me here. It's because he's so like, he can't let anybody in anymore. Like he's just so closed off at this point that he's like, I never wanted, I never meant for you to see this. Okay, bye. She's like, what the hell? And she's some random dude named Darcy. You're not going to tell me? Yeah. And she immediately goes to the source, which is Georgiana. (laughs) I, which I love, love their relationship. I love their bond. Me too. And I do also love that Georgiana like gives it to her straight. She's like, Mm -hmm. the Darcy legacy is very difficult. And like, we Mm -hmm. do our best to, you know, maintain Pemberley. And like, that's, it's a huge honor. And our great grandfather brought a lot of shame to us. And we've been trying to like, write that ever since. And it's a, you know, Regency politics sort of go over my head because I'm not, you know, Jenny, you're probably better at this than I am. But um, it's a <laughs> nice reminder of, of the stakes of like how exactly. easy yeah. it is to lose things. Yeah. In that and time it period. happened a lot. <laughs> it yeah, usually happened over cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's an, a lot of this stuff. It seems like, why are there three hours of this goddamn movie? Like, but all of this stuff feels important because it, it's just such a good example of, this is what Darcy is carrying around. Yeah. Like this is what he's yeah. actually ha- like in the back of his mind. He knows that this scandal goes along, like everything he's worked for, for his sister to help it allow her to have the life that she yes. wants for yeah. like, everything they've worked for, for it just, what it comes out with Georgia is talking that like their father was still paying off. He sold some of the stuff off in order to pay off this great grandfather's mm-hmm. debts. So they are finally just now it's the first generation where they're free of it. And now he could bring it all down again. Yes. Which really like, you know, one of the things, one of the most like synonymous things with Mr. Darcy is his 10,000 pounds a year. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that may be true, but how much of that 10,000 pounds a year was, you know, already going to other things. Yeah. Right. Th- yeah. That she didn't really realize. Well, and I think too that, Darcy and Elizabeth's relationship is very modern and uh, Mm. it's very different than a lot of the relationships, even in just their general kind of like family proximity. And this thing happening with Wickham and Denny sort of reminds them that as unique as their relationship is, all of this other stuff still exists. Like they didn't just like disappear into this land of, progressive feminism mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. all of this stuff doesn't matter they still have to deal with the reality of everything going on around them yeah mm-hmm. and i think it throws them both for Absolutely. a loop because they're like oh we've been kind of doing all right these last six years and it's like ah fuck like wicca oh, and shit. this and all of that and it's yeah yeah and i think mm-hmm. that's sort of one of the, the big things that kind of throws them it mm-hmm. feels like a really big test for them yes and yeah. More so than they've ever had before, Ooh. and it seems like their whole start of their relationship was a big test. But it's like, oh no, this is the this is the real deal. This is it all coming back again. Yeah, and and yeah. Lizzie sort of has a moment where she's like, uh, "Does Darcy totally regret mm-hmm. everything yeah. like that has to do with us?" And it's <laughs> heartbreaking because it's really the first it time really we is. see Lizzie get a like really inconsolable during you know this ordeal no so that that like that all happens she she admits all that in this next scene when 
the flashback. Okay, this is like probably my favorite part of this whole episode or this whole show was because like this is the the iconic. It's my I favorite part it. of the original Pride and Prejudice. So it's the good. iconic flashback to when he proposes, like the bumbling proposal. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good because you can see that he's like grumpy and witty. Like, I don't know how other words to say, but he's like doing his thing. But it just, Matthew Reese is just, he's so good in this because you yeah. can see that he's like listing all these bullshit reasons why, like, oh, despite your family, despite anything else too. And then you can see where he's like, kind of thinks he's being cute. And he's like, well, nevertheless, and is when he's like about to turn. You're like, you can tell like, this is when it's going to turn. He's like, Hi. I said all that stuff because I just like, that's just, I had to get it out. Like verbal, you know, word vomit yeah. kind of thing. And then he's yeah. about to turn. And then she's like, you asshole <laughs> Do you right exactly see how insulting that is and like it's all on his face That's me. <laughs> That's my but you can just see it all on his face and he's like oh my god like i'm not allowed to have like walls with this i can't do everything like the way i do with everyone else with this woman like yeah, she's not she's, gonna put up with it she's gonna call my oh my god out. i just insulted her <laughs> oh my god what did i just do like you can just see how it all happens and she's yeah. like like, I'm not oh going to put up with this. She's not going to marry different. me. Yeah. Yes. And it all happens. You're like, oh my God. It's so good. It is so good. Oh but, gosh. The one thing that happened right before, um, right before Elizabeth and Darcy cancel the ball is that um, Fitzwilliam, Colonel Fitzwilliam visits Wickham in jail and he like mm. kind of, they have this weird conversation and basically Wickham is like, well, you have a reason for keeping quiet. Um, and, you know, there's a reason you have to stay quiet um, even though, you know, he has this alibi in this woman. And Wickham basically says that, you know, he has a reason. So it's like kind of like, you know, it's already just like it's adding those little like moments where you're just like, what the fuck is up with Colonel Fitzwilliam? Mm -hmm. Well, and it's <sighs> God. Yeah, I know. You just hate him so much that you're like, what else is bad about him? Tell me. <laughs> exactly, which then leads into this quarrel that Darcy and Elizabeth have because she finds out that Darcy supports Fitzwilliam marrying Georgiana, and she's like, what? I thought we talked yeah. about this. Yeah, that's a real big betrayal. I love that argument between them because mm -hmm. it's so comfortable. Like, it's hard to explain that, like, yeah. the way they, f they fight with each other is they're not... Like Lizzie's not holding back. She's like, I am not going to do the things that you're asking me to do. I'm like, I'm. She's like, I'm never going to apologize to that man. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, go on, do your thing. I am not supporting this. Have fun. I I don't have your back. I don't have your back here. Yeah. And I was living for it because, like, you know, traditionally that's not what would have happened. And we are reminded right. time and time again that Lizzie does things differently. <laughs> like she's a different yeah. kind of gal. And everyone has to sort of remember that and like get on board, especially Darcy. Yeah, and he like, knows. Yeah, but she's fighting. But she's fighting for his sister. Like she's like your family exactly. is my family. Like yeah. we're like this is what we're doing. This is where. Why are you not on the same level with me right now? Yeah, it's yeah. and he's like, why are you not on my level? Like they're just. It just makes sense in both of their minds. Exactly, and then they have that horrible moment where he basically says that ma like their marriage was like on a whim and yeah. that's i think what leads her to have her little like sort of meltdown like oh god he regrets all of this she's like what's that supposed to mean and he's like whatever yeah, yeah. 
what it what it says or something like that. Like he's yeah, he's not. He's a big dummy saying shit. Oh my god, he is a big big dummy saying shit. I just Darcy, stop it. (laughs) Just go back to loving each other. And I think this is where they start to kind of parallel path the like last episode. It's like they're both trying to figure kind of the same problem out, but they're going about it differently. And it yes. kind of sucks because they're not working together here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know they have the same goal. And so you're sort of just waiting for the hedge maze to like kind of lead them back to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we start to get like the juicy, meaty parts because Lizzie employs the head of her staff to find out more about Louisa's baby daddy. Mm-hmm. And we discover that a soldier and Louisa, they had this affair and she got pregnant and Louisa said that he was going into London to find money so that the two, that they could all be a one happy, you know, family together. And Elizabeth in her just like genuine (laughs) perfectness was like, I'll help you. I'll find him. Like no big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as the trial is starting, which I love that the trial kicks off in like a fucking courtyard behind a bar. Isn't it great? Uh, you know. So the crowd can heckle. Yeah. So as yeah. this is is, you know, kicking off, Elizabeth finds out that Freddie Delancey does not exist. Like he does not exist. That is not a real person. And she brings Louisa with her as they bring lunch to Darcy at the trial. And this is where it gets juicy (laughs) because louisa goes in to drop off lunch and she has a shit fit because freddie delancey is in the room is in the courtyard courtyard yeah yeah (laughs) and she freaks out and comes like running out like a mad woman yeah lydia-esque but like a legitimate freak out in terms of right yeah (laughs) warranted What's happening? What's going on? I can't keep up. Like, she runs after mm-hmm. her into the street. And that's when we find out that Freddie Delancey is actually George Wickham. Dun, dun, God dun, damn it, George. Dun. Like, keep your dick in your pants, dude. Fucking Wickham. Like, what are you, you troll in the woods now? Like, come on. Like, I guess. As if we was. needed another reason to hate him. Yeah. Honestly. I know. Yeah. Oh, but it also God. like makes me wonder how many other Wickham babies are just out there. Oh yeah, who right. knows? There could be a whole army of little Georgies. Gross. <laughs> also, in this time, Georgiana has declined Alveston's marriage proposal mm-hmm. because she she knows that she has to marry Colonel Fitzwilliam. She pulls a real her... Darcy move, capital yeah. D duty. Yes. Yes, capital T. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tells him that, you know, she can't receive him anymore. And it's just like this heartbreaking scene. And he leaves. And Georgiana is literally, like, on the ground crying. <laughs> and, like, what do you think it's like to be, like, the footman who worked <laughs> at Pemberley? And there is just this woman like absolutely distraught and you just have like mm-hmm. stand there and like that's what i was thinking too during elizabeth and darcy's argument 
It's because in every yeah. single scene, <laughs> yeah. there is a maid or a footman standing in the hallway. Just trying to look just anywhere like, but at them. They like have their blinders on. Right? And you can tell they probably go to the kitchen and they're like, oh my god. Yeah, like a Downton Abbey sort of downstairs. Everybody sit down, I got yeah. some dish. Like, uh, yeah, you should exactly. be patrolling the East Wing today because shit is happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. I just thought that was like, I felt so bad for Georgiana, but also like kind of bad for those footmen. <laughs> well, yeah, do you like, you know, you're like, okay. You all right? Do you want to? <laughs> right. Like, you're not allowed to acknowledge. Here's a handkerchief. Right. You're not allowed to acknowledge anything for fear of, like, you'll be fired. Yeah. But also, oh, yeah. like, just be this stone-cold non-human entity. <laughs> and what's awesome, I mean, and not, I mean, poor Georgiana, but what's awesome about that moment is Henry leaves and a few things happen. Elizabeth sees it all kind of go down. And she's yeah. furious. And she calls mm-hmm. out Darcy about it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And Darcy's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, we- we've already, like, made this decision. She's going to be with our cousin. That's it. Which, okay. Isn't that the argument where, like, they're just, like, passing by yes. each other? It like, is, they like, never stop so walking. Fast. Like, she no. never stops walking. It's, like, this long hallway. And she asks a question. And then he's, like, yeah. And then answers her. And then, like, they just <laughs> pass each other. And she just keeps on fucking walking. Yeah. And you can see I he sort it. of, like, turns and watches her. And he's, like... He, like, yeah. throws his hands up in the air. He's yeah. like, what am I still- like, okay, fine. And then the there second great thing is that he gets to the courtyard, you know, for yes, the, the trial. Yeah. And Henry's there. And mm. our delightful stand-up, blonde, Bigfoot, handsome man mm-hmm. is like, I just want to help. Whatever you need. I'm here for you. <laughs> I love him. Right? And Darcy's oh, like- The noble golden <laughs> god. Yeah. He's like, well, I really appreciate that, even though I just dicked you over. So, uh, yeah, be my right, lawyer. Exactly. Be, my, be the solicitor for uh, Wickham. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome. It's great because Henry also becomes the kind of like mouthpiece for the audience to understand what is happening in terms of like mm-hmm. how the trial is supposed to work and, and you know, mm-hmm. all of the inner workings. He's a really good like narrative um, tool in that sense. Right. And I also it's really there's it's really like in this part in this like kind of around now Wickham truly believes like he is going to go free like he really at this point really does believe he is he's like he's going to be acquitted and you know once they go to whatever to the actual trial um he's going to be acquitted and he does a little blackmail of Darcy on the side like here's all the money you need to give me when I get out Right, exactly. And then I'm going to go to the new world and take Lydia with me and blah, 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 blah. And, like, we get that great flashback. Is that when it happens? The flashback of when he went to find Lydia and Wickham? It happened earlier, but yeah. Oh, did it? Okay. When he goes and tries to find them. And, like, Lydia is so terrible. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. She is just such a... She's the worst Lydia in the best No remorse whatsoever. None. No, she's just like irritated that he's there. And I love that she just keeps saying, like, we have so much fun together. We have so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Fun no, and Zero responsibilities and all yeah. fun is what they're. I love that's, and I don't quite have my mind wrapped around all of the thoughts on it, but I do love the contrasting couple between Wickham and Lydia and Elizabeth and Darcy. Like, yeah. it's. Yeah. 
it's the fun breezy everything is fine like we just make the best of the situation that we have and we ha- just have a good time on it, no matter what the consequences are and the other flip side is basically all consequences we have to think about everything else that mm-hmm. comes behind us but they also have the light side too but not right now like because wickham is involved like that's all gone away yeah mm-hmm. so i, I think that takes too. us to the third episode right that kind of takes mm-hmm. us to the end of the second episode mm-hmm. And, and like they find out about the baby daddy slash yes. Wickham is declared guilty as well. Guilty, yes. yes, yes. So he will go to trial, basically. Yeah. And I, I do love that in all of the seriousness of the trial, there's some really great comedic moments during that sort of like pre-trial, you know, where the jury is like partially missing. And they're wandering in and they're like, well, I had a delivery and I had a this and I had a delivery of a baby and like all of these funny jokes. And then when all the questions are being asked, Selwyn is like, oh, it won't be a trial without a question from you over here. And like, what's your question? And they're all breaking each other's balls the whole time. It's like a fucking joke. And and it's it's (laughs) insane because someone will inevitably, if Wickham is confound, he's dead. Like, there's literally a man's life hanging in the balance, and they're, like, cracking jokes about sheep. Yeah. Uh, Also, what's funny in that scene, though, is the doctor's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it is, it's so big, and yet it's kind of shaped, and yet it's, is it a wig? Is it not a wig? Like, what is happening? It's for sure a wig. And it gets a little bit bigger every episode. It does get bigger. It's like Monica and Friends on Barbados. Like, the wig, it just gets, the humidity, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. He's going to have cornrows by the end of it. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah. That'd be a lot. Can you imagine? Regency cornrows. <laughs> yeah, but somewhere in there, Wickham still denies the connection. Mm-hmm. Denies it, denies it. He's like, not going to happen. And they talk about the baby. And he's like, there's just a lot of baby drama that I'm like, whatever. At this point, I just kind of skipped through it again. Because it's like, I don't need to like go through this for three times. But essentially, he's like, yeah, that was my side piece a while ago and i did love her it's like, i know i was just thinking become. about that moment where he's like and i did love her for a little while as you know he's like as i do or something like that yeah his and version of like it. again that fun love yeah like it's just that fun everything's cool i don't know but it also kind of gives us now an opening right like we start to understand what's really been happening because Mm-hmm. Lizzie gets close enough to Louisa to start to ask her questions. Yes. Right. And then we kind of learn how many people were involved in this affair. Right. right. And why that spot in the woods, because it's close to the Bidwell Cottage. Like, a lot of stuff starts to kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, in the background of, of this discovery, right, Lizzie and Darcy are in disagreements about Georgiana's engagement. And that also starts to kind of cloud all of this stuff as well, because as they find out the truth that Wickham tried to arrange to have the baby taken away Mm -hmm. and Louisa is meeting Denny and the mystery woman. Yes. Yeah. And then we find out that there was a third person there that day, and it was Colonel mm-hmm. Fitzwilliam. And C Fitz. And Liz- 
<laughs> when you said something like C diff, and then it just like gives like a whole, a whole other Sorry, vibe. No, <laughs> but it's this, it's this like great moment where Lizzie's like, I knew it. I knew right? that something was yes. off about that vindication. Yes. yes. Yeah. But, but Darcy is like, yeah. what are you trying to do to me here? Like what? No. Like I know you don't like yeah. this man, but that doesn't mean he's like wrapped up in a murder conspiracy. Like It's such a cutting line. I'm going to read it. He says, "You have such little faith in me. You think I would deliver my sister to such a man?" Yes. It's like, "Shit." Yes, dude. you would, cuz <laughs> you are doing it right now. Yeah, cuz you're a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is one of those like to go back to, I think, the first episode, there's the argument between Wickham and Denny where Denny is like, you know nothing of what a woman feels or, you know, wants. And it's sort of a recurring theme throughout the entire series where it's like, you know nothing about women and how they function. And if you just listen to them for like two fucking seconds. Right. A lot of this probably wouldn't be happening. Which is how the whole six years has happened. Like how all of this, like why everything has working up until, and then all of a sudden he's like, nope, I got to go back to, because I know best. And it's the pride thing and it's the prejudice thing. And it's like all of the stuff back, he's back to his old ways again. It is. Oh, it's the pride like, and prejudice thing, huh? Brie, that was like a I nice mean, it is in the title. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know. But yeah. And then what happens at, because then he... Oh, yeah, so then C. Fitz, not C. Diff, uh, <laughs> proposes to Georgiana. Ugh. And that Blech. scene is so hard to watch because she is so obviously like, just, like, terrified and disgusted and, like, trying to power through so yeah. much. Like, she is just, like, trying to put on a brave face. But she does, Ugh. like, the actress does a fantastic job because oh, you're just like, oh, absolutely God, you it, just yeah. you hate it. And he, love- and he does a good job, too, because you hate him. He's a sleaze, but he's not, like... Yeah the worst dude in the world necessarily like you can like he just seems like very like regency conservative douchebag you know but not like he's gonna like mistreat her necessarily he just dismisses her a lot he's just like not a great yeah it would be like she'd just be married to a name and really not a person like i don't think yeah like he's very much a man of his time yeah and he's very concerned about the darcy name and you know you know that of her reputation and if she was his wife you know what that would look like and so there's like Mm -hmm. he's very much like okay i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant for, Please for like give it moment. to me, Jenny. Please. Okay. There is now. Look, we all want Regency romance heroes to have great teeth and to be super <laughs> feminist. Okay, this is not where I thought we were. Going. And you know, right. like we want all those things. We want them all to be dukes. Okay, but th- we just have to like suspend our disbelief a little bit because like that is not how most men acted in the regency times anthony bridgerton he walks the line (laughs) you know he's a little bit of a dick the first season but we start to see he changes his tune you know things like you know there are it's it's very much like this book was it's a mystery right so it's not it it's it gives a little bit more historical nuance to the show and i think and how the men in the regency actually acted 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, you know, even though we're getting this amazing like romance between Darcy and Elizabeth, who is Darcy is very much a <laughs> woke liberal <laughs> in terms of, right. in terms of men of that time period, you know, Colonel Fitzwilliam is really like part of the course. <laughs> yeah, he's standard and it sucks. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's funny too because there's like a spectrum, right? Like you've got Colonel Fitzwilliam on the very right. And yeah. you've got Henry Albison on the very left, who like even oh, references yeah. Wollstonecraft at a certain point about like women having a voice. And then you have Darcy who yeah. wants to probably lean more towards Henry, like would love to sort of do that, but right. also knows that like he has Duty. a responsibility. So he sort of straddles that yeah. kind of center line. And the mm-hmm. whole time you're just thinking like, just shift over to the other. Just keep, just go over here. Go with your gut. Go with your instinct. Just, just do it. You know, I, run, be free. I do have a question. Is Henry Alveston that guy in your feminism class? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to answer that question. It's Jenny. a good question. Uh, listen, when a man says to me, I'm a feminist, I immediately go, no, you're not. <laughs> it's really funny that you you think you can say that out loud because that's not true so i'm automatically dubious of dudes like that but henry seems to walk the walk i agree yeah that's what he yeah i agree i just really wanted to ask that question (laughs) listen we must be critical of all the things we love in life it's fine i can do it for the laughs guys i did it for the laughs uh god um okay so then they're back in the so the court happens the trial yes. starts okay yes. i just have to say the courtroom <laughs> is beautiful it is stunning. it's so cool what the heck it is so nice compared to like oh every my god <laughs> it's light it's airy it's got wayne's coating like there's just a lot going on it's beautiful and no, also just the setup of it is really fun because you have the talented in the back and you have the jury and you have all the folks who are kind of on each side. And, and again, another fun little, like I wrote this in 2011, but I'm setting it in, you know, the 1800s, the little jokes about how trials are supposed to be back then. And then Mm -hmm. you have Henry who's like constantly going objection. Right. And the judge is like, well, you just should like sit down. Like, this is not how we do things. Like, but it (laughs) will be. It will be like a hundred years how we do things. Right, exactly. (laughs) I must defend my client. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) And it happens like seven times, but I love it. It really does. I know. Yeah. And essentially what it boils down to in the courtroom is that like he's on trial. There's evidence for both sides. There's people who have to come and give their statements and stuff too. And like basically everything mounts against Wickham. Like yeah. for be- like as much as Alvinson's trying, as much as they're bringing forth, like basically everything points to the only defense he has is like, why would I do this? This is the no motive thing. Like that's the only thing he yeah. really has going for him. Yeah. But it's like, boy, you in danger. And it's hard too yeah. because the affair obviously has a huge amount of influence on why Denny and Wickham are fighting. Right. And but Darcy, nobody says it out loud. Yeah, and Darcy's so nervous 
that this is going to happen to the point where Lizzie is forced to tell Lydia about the affair because they're all afraid it's going to become this very public thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, we would much rather have you say it because you're her sister than for her to find out from, you know, public gossip. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like in somewhere in the mix of all that, Darcy confronts the mystery woman and he finds out and he and, and somehow and so he has like a flashback somewhere in there about how she is she was involved with the original um like elopement scandal and was like involved with somehow getting Lydia and Wickham together and us too. He doesn't really know how or why, but he just knows that she was involved. That's how he recognizes her in the courtroom. He goes and confronts her outside and she's like I, it's something about somehow Colonel Fitzwilliam comes up and she's like, I didn't coerce him. He was involved. And he's like, what? Loses yeah. his shit. It's one of the best Matthew Reese moments in the entire movie. Cause he does disdain so well when they're riding that carriage back. And then he's like, wake up. And Fitzwilliam's like, Oh, Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Like, <laughs> I need you to tell me every goddamn thing that you know right now. Why are you involved? He's like, well, I just, just he's like, well, obviously Georgia, like it all comes out. It's a whole thing. And then, Darcy just gets madder and madder and like loses his shit. He like forbids him from seeing Georgiana, breaks up the engagement, like becomes the hero moment. You're like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. And it's, I forget all the details exactly why or how it all happens, but it is a killer moment. And so day one of the trial sort of puts Darcy back to rights. He, mm-hmm. you know, listens in on court. He finds everything out with Wickham's sister, with what Colonel Fitzwilliams is involved yeah, with. Yeah, that's the mystery woman turns out to be Wickham's sister. Okay, yeah. did we not say that? Yes. I didn't say Crazy that. Crazy Woods but... Lady is Wickham's sister, which, I mean, checks out. They're both, like, thoroughly. And she's good. also, like, sort of in love with her brother. Like, it's yeah. kind of a weird. Like, it she's like, weird. They were, it's very, it's very strange. There's some weird vibes there. And we yeah. find out that she was posing to be like a nursemaid to take the baby away. And it's it's like a whole yeah. thing. But yeah. what's great about it is that Darcy realizes that Elizabeth was right about yes. Colonel Fitzwilliam. He thankfully breaks up the engagement. And then he immediately goes and bangs his wife. <laughs> It's so good. Oh my god. Okay, but no, okay, first she goes and apologizes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, sure, 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 sure. before yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we get, we're getting there. Is, we're getting there. We got there. <laughs> he has like he tells like he apologizes to Georgiana and the like, fog has, is lifted. He's so yeah. sincere. He's like, yeah. "Holy shit, what have I been oh doing god. this whole time?" Yeah, he's like his PTSD is gone and like he realizes you know, that Elizabeth was right all along and that he always want he wants Georgiana to always choose love and and he has like this amazing heartfelt monologue and then he looks so over good. and there's Elizabeth standing at the top of the stairs having She's heard overheard everything. All of his words. His <laughs> words are Mary for love. Marry the person that your heart cries out for. And when you have that person, do not doubt them. Not for a single moment. It's like <laughs> That's what we've been waiting for this whole time. Yeah. Elizabeth is just like, yeah, man. But she's not an asshole about it at all. It, no. She does not. not say I told you so and I would no. in that moment. She literally I'm a petty cry- bitch. Oh, I know. I would say Some I of us, you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I know who wouldn't, honestly, but except for a fictional character like Elizabeth wouldn't, but <laughs> I know. it 
it's like they literally so then he like they meet at the stairs and like he walks <sighs> towards her and she's walking down towards him and he's just like i'm sorry i'm just so sorry and she doesn't even say anything she's just like is just like cries in relief like you just see it all just like such relief on her face yeah. and then they do that embrace and they do their little hug and like so the same Ugh. thing they did early on like where they just like they're so good together like they just kind of melt into each other like it's just so natural that they're just like we belong together like it's just this perfect little hug yeah and then they bang yeah <laughs> i messaged jenny and i was like oh Ooh, are we getting what I think we're getting right now? It's like, you don't get that good, from Jane yeah. Austen, you know? Like, that's a right? black moment. And I was like, yeah. oh, we're... Yeah. Oh. And it was so great. And it's then they're so just, good. like, in bed together, and they're just so cute. And, and like, there's, like, a okay. thigh grab. I was oh. just going to say, <laughs> I know that Matthew McFadden owns the hand clench. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But there is yeah. a yeah. moment when Matthew <laughs> Price... <laughs> grabs Anna Maxwell Martin's thigh and it is it is up there. What is okay. this? So nice. Darcy and just gripping and flexing. It's like very I don't know. It's, I don't it's all know. that Because he's so reserved. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that reserved finally let go. Tension. And it's just yes. busting out. Exactly. It's so nice though. Can't it's just very himself. sweet. It it's is. so good. It's Lots of touching and kissing. Yeah. Like it's very loving. Well, they're and, together again. And that's like what you kind of miss, right? Because there's yeah. a lot of natural affection in relationships like yeah. that. And they've been sort of on the outs and it comes back. It comes back and yes. they're like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. It's so adorable. And then they like lay together afterwards and then they're talking again. And it's like real talking, not just like, oh, we yeah. Have, yeah. Like, they actually are confiding in each other and trying to figure stuff out. Like that's their. Yeah. It's. It's their communication. And what's great about it is it signifies kind of everything coming together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have the trial the next day. Well, and sorry, that's when uh, that's when he's like, I think it's time to tell Lydia. Yes. Like, mm, we have yes. to do it. And he's like, oh, and yes. you have to do it. And he's actually asking her to be a part of it. Yes. You know, he's always like taking everything else he had to take on his own, take on his own. Like, this is what we have to do. Now he's like, no, hang on. This is what needs to happen. And you have to do it. Yeah. Yep. And we do see that moment between Elizabeth and Lydia. Yeah. And it's actually kind of. It's kind of great. It's a great moment. And I really like Lydia in that Mm -hmm. moment because she's like, no, I don't. I don't want to hear it from you. Yeah. I want to hear it from the ton. I want to hear it from the gossips. So that I can tell them to go fuck off. <laughs> like that's yeah. It's, it's easier for me to yeah. compartmentalize that way because exactly they're not meaningful to me. You are meaningful to me, even yeah. though she's a shit way of showing it. Right. And she and she really does have to compartmentalize her life with Wickham. And you can tell mm-hmm. she's figured that out. Like that that is how she lives her life and she's come to terms with it. She's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. One it's thing- it's great. Did, did we miss it yet, the visit from Lady Catherine, or was it towards the end? No, that happened before the... Yeah, I think it's just because I... That it was, was before the Colonel Fitzwilliam stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, Because there's that great scene where Lydia comes in and is like, someone was mean to me because I'm related to you and I defended you and you should be so proud of me. <laughs> I was just like, thank you so much. <laughs> She's oh, like, so nice uh, of you. hello. Lady Catherine, yeah. this is George Wickham's wife. Like, 
get out of my house now. Right. No, but I love the two of them together in that scene because it's as much as they butt heads and they are like, it's the, you know, it's the Mrs. Bennett, Mr. Bennett, you know, like they're complete opposites kind of thing. It's the same thing with Lydia and Elizabeth. I mean, all that stuff, but they still are sisters. Like they still have lived all of their lives together. They still choose to spend time together. And like, she wants to see the best where she's like, Oh shit, I got something big. I have to tell you. Yeah. And Lydia like just doesn't want to do it because she wants to live in that, that law land. She's like, what does she say? Something about Wickham and I, we find our way through. Yeah. You know, like We've whatever it is. Through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time, whatever. Like, we'll figure it out. But this is how we, we're choosing to live our lives like this. Yeah. And, and honestly, like that's. the most realistic. It, sorry. It's the most honest Lydia is the entire time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of sad in a way. Oh, it totally is. But it's where the whole, like, where the fun ones make sense. Mm-hmm. It's because that is a choice. Yeah, like they're yeah. making the choice to not to be the responsible ones. Like they never have. They've never made that choice yes. to do that their entire lives. And it's worked for them. Like, yeah, they're not in the best positions. And yeah, he has a baby with another woman. Like there's all these things that are wrong too. But also they have fun. Yeah. And she gets mm-hmm. to do all these things. And, and like, that outweighs this way. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of figure it out. So that's, it's interesting though, because it finally makes sense. You're like, oh, I can see how these two might work. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Which is another reason why this movie is so great, because you actually get to see more into all these characters. Yeah, they become fully dimensional. dimensional, Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, and, you know, in the original novel, you really get a lot more of Elizabeth and Darcy, and now you get to see sort of the full realizations of all of the secondary characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not in a way where it's all about them, and, like, it's it's used to color. Yeah. It's just really well done. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. And I guess that kind of then the the ending kind of just like wraps up real quick. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff happens together. Wickham like is found out he's gonna be guilty. He's like, yep. oh shit. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. fun is ending. Yep. And like he's feel he's guilty on trial. All that happens. That's when the sister runs into traffic. <laughs> like what? She's okay. distraught over her brother's and demise. It is such an interesting choice to me that we don't really get to see Wickham and his sister together at all. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even have a conversation with him before she flings herself into traffic and kills herself. Yeah. I don't know that she kills herself. She definitely gets run over. Jenny. I mean, it's an intentional <laughs> I feel like it I know I don't think it was I think she was just like out of her mind no because doesn't she like, like pause she at the top breath. and then takes off does like she? yeah she definitely pauses oh. closes her eyes and does the oh uh, okay missed that missed that yeah that was yeah. definitely intentional because and then Darcy's... yet again there's Darcy oh. having to like pick up the pieces he's literally like right next to her going yeah. oh shit and then he has to deal with something else Wiccan related like it's so yes. much. Oh, and he has to tell Wickham. Yep. That his sister is dead. Yeah. And then he writes that. That's when he writes that letter to Elizabeth telling her that, you know, George is guilty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his sister, the woman was his sister. And he had to tell him, you know, that she was dead. And yeah, he has to that's... stay there because he's like, oh my God, there's a lot of stuff I got to do. I got to stay here, yeah. but here's what's going on, which is great yeah. for the yes. audience. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. <laughs> yeah. And so while all that is going down, Lizzie goes to the church. 
and has an interesting conversation with the priest there. Mm -hmm. And Will comes up because no one's been allowed to see him. And I can't remember if it's Lizzie or the priest. I think it's the priest says that like he's been kind of cut off from the Bidwell cottage since the murder. Mm -hmm. And Lizzie's like, well, isn't that interesting? (laughs) You don't say. Right. She's like, father, let's just, let's just go for a visit right now. Let's just go see him right now. Hop on in. Right. (laughs) And the next scene is I'm like pounding on the door being like, hey, we're going to, we're going to go talk to Will right now. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't like stop. Pushes the mom aside. like, listen, we have to talk to Will. Yeah. It's like a do or die. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Real high stakes. But essentially, yeah. And then they get, she gets a confession. Like Will describes that he thought that the soldier that was coming to the cottage that was Denny was Freddie coming back to his sister. Is that right? He's the sister. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but Denny was actually coming to tell Louisa that basically that Wickham had been lying to her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Poor Denny, man. He is trying to be a stand-up dude. <laughs> He's trying to f- help this girl, and he gets yeah. his brains bashed in yeah. by a man Ooh. who's like bedridden and dying. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? So he will, in his frustration, hits him like in the head but like does that would not kill him no 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 but, it, but it knocks falls. him yeah yeah and he falls and hits hit the back of his head on that gravestone right great right. grandpa which darcy have, fucking which is the up. killing blow okay but like also wouldn't darcy when he was standing at that gravestone have noticed like the gigantic smear of blood on it but it wasn't there I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't any blood. I don't know why. Yeah, there wasn't any blood. There should have been. Hole. Probably. <laughs> right. Maybe. Unless Will hobbled over there later and cleaned it off. Well, it's the whole thing. It's like they found a rock at some point with some blood on it, and that was a whole thing. And, and yeah. Wickham was like, I drug him around. There's probably blood everywhere. And I'm like, this is England. You know how much rain has happened in this time? Like, <laughs> there's no way they're oh, going to yeah, find yeah, one. Yeah, yeah that's so I'm like, true. I, you know and it's also strange too because when they find wickham he is like face splash full of blood but that doesn't yeah. actually make any sense with, with with what happened i still have no idea how Wickham right. ended up with so much blood on his face so like, did you just like blood. bury your face into his neck like what were you doing yeah maybe they were lovers <laughs> <laughs> i bet you there are there's fic about Danny and Wickham for sure. Fanfic about <laughs> Wickham and Denny <laughs> and Lydia. This is a little whole oh. menage. Just OT3. What's happening in that oh. carriage? Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Carriage is rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> <laughs> so in oh, no, a yeah. incredible time, uh, yeah. this is movie magic, uh, they get a signed confession from Will. Yes. In the middle of the night, Lizzie gets to uh, the city in time, bangs on the door of the judge's house, literally at the exact same moment that Wickham's got a noose around his neck. Yeah, it's this whole montage, and it's like, oh my god, she's not gonna make it! And yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. And it is wild to have Lizzie <laughs> really? and the judge 
running out and going, no, stop it. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's such a good moment because Darcy's like, wait, what? He's just standing there and he's like looking around the crowd at one point, like, wait, what's happening? Like, like it takes a couple of. I know that voice. Where he jumps into action. He's like, wait, what's going on? So funny. I know. And she saves the day and saves the day literally seconds because as they're like still walking off the stage, whoosh, there goes the hangman and then everybody just dies. I was like, oh. Okay, that was unnecessary. That was wicked like, unnecessary to have that moment. Like, what the fuck? And like yeah. Lizzie's just staring, like, oh, okay, that just happened. Yeah, but I will and say, Wick- like, how close it was. Like they all hate Wickham. They loathe this dude, and the entire time they've been trying really, really, really hard to exonerate him. And I am so proud of Elizabeth for running up on stage yeah, and right. helping him. I'm like, you don't want to touch this man. And you were yeah, like, I know. lifting the rope off his neck. Yeah. Well, and there's lots of correlations too between like Wickham keeps talking about in his, in the trial and, and all the stuff that they go on, like how Denny was like a brother to me. He was like a brother to me. I would never do that to him. I love him. He's like a brother to me. And then on the other side, you've got, Darcy, like everyone's like, well, he's your brother, you know, like, you can't, like <laughs> yeah, he's your, your brother. brother. And then, like, they are like as far away from brothers as you could possibly get. But there's yeah. all of these ties that like, they keep getting tied together all of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then the last moment before Wickham's about to die, he's got like he and Darcy are just staring yes. at each other. Looking it's like the last little moment together, like everything's stripped away. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the last person I'm going to see. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. There is a really one last thing, too. There's a really good moment with um, Lydia and Wickham before he goes to the gallows like them just the two of them in the room they're allowed to see each other and like that's really where you finally like they make sense yeah yes we talk about like remember my best memory you know and like yeah she's comforting he's like i didn't do it she's like i know you didn't do it like everything the two of them makes a lot of sense and they talk Mm -hmm, about being fun mm -hmm. again oh yeah they're absolutely 100 percent made for each other yeah oh and then we have like just such a great little epilogue such it's a so great good. epilogue. You mean Alveston, the golden yes. god? Yes. So good. Oh, Gallops Henry. across a field in a horse, on a horse. With it, it's very reminiscent of 2005, Pride and Prejudice. Right? The, the overcoat and the unbuttoned shirt and the chest hair peeking through. I mean, it is a yes. lot. And he's out of breath. He's like, I can't wait another moment. I yes. gotta ask you, will you be my wife? And Georgiana's like, yes. And then they Yay. kiss. It's a it's so sweet. Beauteous. <laughs> I'm it's a good kiss. Very into it, yeah. We get a little H-E-A. Yeah. And then we get another moment with Darcy and them. With Darcy and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, young love. Like, because they're just talking about Georgiana. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, you guys are back together. You got your little, like, jokes and stuff about being a little married couple. Then she reveals that she's been pregnant. Yep. She's been knocked up. She is pregnant. <laughs> Which is interesting because at this point, like, I, I, what, how long does this, like, story take place? Like, two weeks? Three yeah, weeks? Yeah, a very short amount of time. Very short amount So of she time. had to have been pregnant for a while beforehand. So then you start to think back on all the stuff that, that Elizabeth has had to do. Mm-hmm. This whole time, and there's still, like the baby story and the distance and the insecurities and all this stuff, knowing she's pregnant again and is about to like have another baby. And it just gives yeah. a whole other layer to the story. Yep. It does, because especially with her thinking about how Darcy, you know, maybe Darcy regrets marrying her mm-hmm. and like all of this, and now they're gonna have another baby. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like, oh, it's so good. It's so amazing too. 
because he he looks at her and he's like, really? What? Yeah. And then he picks her up and swings her around. He's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to be careful with you. I got to be careful. <laughs> it's so cute. It's such a, like. It's so sweet. Beautiful end for them. It really is. Yeah. Oh, love it. It's so good. It's so fun. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to sort of see this like afterward for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I love mm-hmm. getting to take that IP and sort of like visualize. I mean, it's just really good fan fiction, basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I thought it was really fun and really cool. But everybody's allowed to have their own. Like every story makes sense. I feel like yeah. all the characters make sense still from what we knew of yeah. the original. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody goes and it's like this seems way out of character. It's like no, this seems like no. what they would be yeah, like. Yeah, very much true and authentic to the original work. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. could have gotten really happily ever after with it. You know, they could have gone in a completely different, well, yeah. you know, direction. But they tr- yeah. they stay really true to their, you know, personalities and I really appreciate that. And that's that. risky to like yeah. take that HEA and then mess with it mm-hmm. and like to like put in all these obstacles and things and that like, they have to maybe figure it out won't happen like, after oh, all. like that is yeah. that's some real deft work there yes pd james well done badass I don't know who that is i can look him up badass look lady up. that's cool yeah she's uh did she write anything else she's also a bde i think hold on Big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Did I say a BDE? I mean an OBE. Yeah. You- <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo. I, yeah. I, was I like, mean, I don't she, know what. She probably does have some big dick energy because she, well, she is she has real to. good. Yeah. She she yeah. passed away in 2014. Um, yes. But oh, she she was very well known for her detective novels. Featuring Adam Dogliash, a police commander and poet. Ooh. Look this shit up. Interesting. But yeah, she's got a lot of letters after her name. O-B-E, F-R-S-A, F-R-S-L. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of those things mean. I don't know what any of that is. You know the movie Children of Men that had Julianne Moore and Clive Owen? Did she write that and book? A, she wrote that book. God damn. Really? Yeah. What a badass. Mm. I don't know. I mostly read romance novels. So like there's a lot of other work out there I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, I that's pretty much all I read is romance. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we talk about. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely shifted how to we romance connected. in the last few years. It's just more fun that way. I know what I'm getting. I know what I mean, I don't know how they're all gonna do it, but I know that there's gonna be a happy ending. And that mm-hmm. is again why I'm the HEA apologist, because I'm like, listen. You just want that known. Nobody's gonna die. You know, Game of Thrones like season one ending. Like yeah. you, I don't want any of that. I want to know what's happening. Well, thank what a you journey! So much for coming and talking with us Aww. about this. It was so great to have your insight. Oh well, I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. I mean, I always want to come. Yeah. It's so funny though because I was like, "Am I just going to be sitting and listening this whole time?" Because I honestly, I listen to your podcast so much, and I like, I know Jenny, and I'm like, I, I'm just gonna like, I could see myself just like sitting back and just listening to you guys talk <laughs> the whole time. So, <laughs> Lord knows, I got my words in edgewise, but still, no, you did. It was awesome. It we was wanted great. you to be an active participant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. Very fun. Where can people find you if they want to hear more of your thoughts? Oh, sure. I've got a few, I'm sure. 
Uh, I am H-E-A Apologist on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am on TikTok, but I have none of my own videos. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just use it to scroll for other stuff. But maybe one day. I don't know if I have some ideas. But once you start making content, then like it's expected. It's a and it's slope. a whole thing. I just Slippery. like being able to see my little see my little videos and get out of there. But uh, yeah, mostly on Twitter. Um, that's mostly what I've got going on. I don't, you know, we love. I just that. like to yap about things. That's great. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. All we yeah. do is yap and then just record it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So now that we have gone through the mini series, Brie. Since you yes. are our guest, you can go first. What have you been into this week? What can't you stop thinking about? Well, before we started recording, I was on that murder train and I've been watching Murderville on Netflix, which oh, is the yes. impromptu. They have a celebrity come on and it's Will Arnett and he plays Terry Seattle, a detective. I forget where. And then they have like the whole cast everybody does this impromptu like we're gonna go solve a crime but the and then they bring on a celebrity to be like a homicide trainee and then and they have to solve the crime and they have no idea what's going on like they everybody else is impromptu like working the case and doing stuff around them and they have to like just be drug along and figure it all and then at the end they have to figure out and like say who they think of the each of the three witnesses or three suspects is the killer and there's only like six episodes, but it's just so fun. And it's um, Conan O'Brien was the first one. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my uh, God. What? Sharon Stone. Annie Murphy. Kamel. Nanjiani. I forget what his last name. Yes, yeah, thank you. And then, um, God, who's the last one? Oh, Ken Jong is on it. This is an and, exceptional Oh, it's fantastic. The premise alone is fantastic. And it's just silly. And it's like little light half hour or whatever. And there's only six episodes. So it's done like immediately. But it's very fun. And I laughed. I like Will Arnett. It just makes me giggle. Like the little things they put in. And then when they kind of crack. Like when they kind of right? like start laughing. Yeah. It's pretty great. Like there's one where they have a corpse. And they're supposed to like. You know, the corpse is supposed to be a dead person. And they keep making the corpse laugh. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> it's oh, pretty that's funny funny so i've been into that. that yeah we're gonna have to watch yeah. it i highly recommend it i know you guys like tv Love you're more TV. into the dramas and stuff i think i'm more into the comedies which is fine a little bit of something for everybody but you know and then i do want to say just real quick i do want to do a romance novel recommendation because that is like that's what i streets yelling about most mm -hmm. of the time yes uh and that's the worst guy by kate canterbury I'm like midway yeah. through it. it right now. It's I've so been good. hearing lots of things from both of you, and I, it's I been, have to get on the yeah. It lives up to the hype because I heard about it yelled about quite a bit on Twitter. B and her books recommended it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I probably need to get to that eventually." Whatever else, and then I was on an airplane and I started it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like twelve percent in and yelling at everyone that you have to stop, like stop what you're doing and read this book. It's it good. It's so fun. It was so funny because when you told me to read it, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I definitely will. So I went um, on Amazon and I went to purchase it and I had already bought it. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe that's when because I think probably I saw it when uh, B recommended it on Twitter mm -hmm. like way back. And that's I was like, oh, yeah, I should definitely add that. And then just forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, no, and there's been a lot of people, you know, like Andy J. Christopher, like there's a lot of people who are on this train right now, and it's good. It's yeah. enemies to lovers. They're two surgeons. 
who also happen who work in the same hospital, different, you know, areas of specialties. And then yeah. they, um, they also live in the same building and yeah. they hate each other. And then something happens and they're forced to do like eight weeks of basically couples therapy together, <laughs> like, but for work and, yeah. you know, so it's forced proximity and then it's very good. Uh, you you guys know how much I love enemies to lovers, so I'm gonna oh, immediately add this to my list. Yes, yeah, please do. It is so those are it. Those are the things I'm into this week. I just wanted to have a chance while I'm on the pod to get to say it. Hell yeah, I love it, Daria. What about you? What can you not stop thinking about right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good segue into uh, you know I'm co-opting book of the week this week. Yes, it's all, it's all me. Not that Jenny's not reading, but I finished, so <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, I have been on a uh, a like journey to read some of the romance novels that have been recommended, like up the wazoo, that I sort of just keep putting off. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about mm-hmm. Emily Henry in the past. Now I'm on my Casey McQuiston train, and oh, uh-huh. <laughs> again, no pun intended. I'm very funny tonight. I started <laughs> with one last stop. You're always funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I, Which is her second book, right? It is her second book. I don't know why I picked that one first. I think I just got really seduced by like a sapphic time travel romance. It's fun, right? It's so fun. And for those who, who don't know, One Last Stop is about a young woman who moves to New York City and she's like, she's moving to New York because she needs to kind of confirm to herself that like magic and happily ever afters don't exist. And like when you think of places, you're like, oh yeah, New York City, that'll shit all over your dreams. Perfect choice. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets on the subway one day and this just stunning, beautiful, charming Chinese American woman gives her her scarf and she's in love. She's like, God damn it. I didn't think this was going to happen. And then it turns out that she's stuck on the train, zooming through time. And she's been stuck for 40 years. (gasps) And so it's this delightful mystery of how it happened. uh, You know, what can we do to fix it? And it's also just this really fun, queer, radical story. She moves in with all these, you know, interesting folks and she gets this job at this 24-hour pancake place and she finds a home in New York and it's so beautiful. I cried my little eyes out at the end. I (laughs) highly recommend it. It's got an amazing happily ever after as all romances do, but this one's like really good. Nice. I love it. I really love it. It's made me a Casey McQuiston believer for sure. So now I'm, I'm a few chapters into Red, White, and Royal Blue, so... And it's such a departure from Red, White, and Royal Blue because when you were I I had read that I mean Brie I think we both read it around the same Maybe time the same like time. a mm-hmm. couple of years ago and yeah, probably yeah and when you were telling me the plot for One Last Stop I was like what <laughs> time travel <laughs> yeah it's totally not over like, forty years like that's what? that is amazing. yeah so it's definitely I it's on my list for sure of my to be reads. So yeah, and also congrats to you. I mean, round of applause for actually getting to your TBR because that is a big thing. <laughs> you know what? It's so I, hard to do. I have become a really big fan of of thrift. God, wait, let me get it right before I say it out loud. 
Ooh, nice thrift thrift books. Yeah, thrift books. I've become a huge fan of thrift books. And every time I see something, it's like eight dollars. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna buy it and I'm just gonna have it. And now I read them and it's kind of nice. Awesome. Yeah, big shout out to Thrift Books, man. You should sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do that. I will buy more books because I'm a sucker. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sponsor (laughs) us and we can turn around and use that money to buy more books. Exactly. 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 Circle gets a square. What about you, Jenny? Oh, um, hmm. I love when I ask well, you this question and you're like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. No. Um, actually, I also read, well, I'm in the middle of reading a really good book that has not come out yet. <laughs> yeah, you're going to torture Because I have those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is really great. I am really enjoying it. It is a second chance romance which is one of my favorite tropes Mm -hmm. um it is called tempting fate by sarah whitney (laughs) yes and um it comes out on march 11th and i highly recommend it um it is it is just like i don't even know how to describe how much i love it it is one. It is first. It's Sarah's first um, plus size heroine, and she does such mm-hmm. an amazing job of like giving this character like such a personality and such nuance and such that has nothing to do with ha- her size, and yet her Great. size is still. Yeah. It's still she comes at it in such a beautiful like and like her, her insecurities about it is what everyone has, but it's not in a way that like it's used for the plot. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just really nice to see, and it it's such a I mean I just I'm a, such a sucker for a second chance romance, and her hero Leo is just oh he he camps he hikes. He's just like big and broad and does things with tents and yeah, it's great. Um, so like we all just really, lean in closer. We're like, yes, tell honestly. Us more. And mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm. like true like go and pre-order it now. You can have it by next Friday, and you can spend your entire weekend just reading "Tempting Fate" by Sarah Whitney. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Yes, we will. Put I'm excited to read that one. All of our like all of our suggestions in the show notes, <laughs> yeah. So you can Perfect. download, pre-order all the good stuff, exactly. Um, because we only read good books. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, no, and I and I second that with Sarah Whitney. I haven't read this book yet, but I've read some of her other ones, and I just she has a very unique and witty author's voice, and it's every book is just fun. It's just her banter fun is so great. Ugh. It's so good. I'm a sucker yeah. for banter. I can't wait I to have her on the podcast in two weeks. Holla. That's right. It's going to be so Little shout out that we're going to have her. Which episode is she doing? Are you allowed to say? She is doing Pride and Prejudice 2005 with us. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. So. so good. My first favorite Darcy. Matthew Reese is my second favorite Darcy. Yeah. And yes, you best believe. Uh, look at me. I'm going to do this for you. I will be running to my Twitter and other social medias right now to go and vote in the Darcy 
what are we calling it? Tournament? The, the Darcy, Darcy bracket. bracket. Yeah. The, the bracket. bracket. I have thoughts. Yeah. I want to hear them. I have opinions. Well, I'm just saying, like, I if people vote wrong, if certain ones don't go through. Are you gonna bully folks online? <laughs> I'm gonna troll the <laughs> shit out of you. Oh man. If Wishbone doesn't make it to the like the yes. final four. I am rooting for Wishbone, frankly. I, that's my yeah. that's my Absolutely. choice. So I as know. you guys are listening to this on Thursday, we'll probably be a few rounds in. Yeah. We, you know, it's out and about. It's in the world. We are ready to start, you know, figuring out who everyone's favorite is. Yes. I didn't mean to jump on what you guys were. If you had something to no, announce for this us, is too. I just, it just was a perfect segue. This is a and beautiful I had to segue. No, this is Do you want to just always be here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anytime, baby. Anytime. You just let me know. Oh, I love movies. I love talking to you guys. See, it's perfect. Well, folks. Well, folks, if you would like to hear more episodes from Daria and I, you can find us at www.hotelvicarious.com. You can also email us all your thoughts on who is the best Mr. Darcy hotelvicarious at gmail.com and you can follow us on socials uh instagram twitter and facebook at hotel vicarious all right guys thank you so much for listening thank you for checking in to hotel vicarious and we hope you enjoyed your stay <laughs> <laughs>